0: Star Wars fun for everyone, especially me. I like the sound of that. Hey everybody, it's Star Wars fun for everyone, especially me. I'm your host, Tom Sutton. Alright guys, Uh, we've got some fun stuff lined up. There's not much uh, news-wise going on in the Star Wars galaxy right now, but uh, as always, uh, I've been uh, keeping myself busy with lots of Star Wars good stuff. Um I have been kind of picking up where I left off with uh resistance and um yeah I again it's uh probably not gonna change your life, but um I really love the uh the, the sequel trilogy era designs. Like when you see um First Order stormtroopers, first order uh like troop transports. All that kind of stuff it just looks super good, for, good to me. I just watched uh, an episode; like it, it feels like um, because I'm in the, I'm you know getting towards the end of season two now, which is the end of the show. Um, there's a bit more uh, meat on the bones of these episodes. Things are getting a bit more serious. Um, you get a bit more of the drama of, um, you know, what's going on with Tam, who uh, left the colossus and joined the first order um it's cool and just i mean when you see shots like her standing in the hangar bay like and she's dwarfed by these this huge structure and the the tie fighters docked up on the walls and stuff um yeah this is um as a show it's not as uh, deep as the clone wars or whatever but um it's really cool. And also the episode I just watched had probably the most like dog fighting and stuff of any episode so far. And I got to say, I mean, that's kind of more what I expected it was going to be um, from the beginning. But uh, yeah, I, re- I really enjoyed that episode. I'm looking forward to getting through the rest of it. Um, and again, like, um, you know, Disney Plus streams at 4K and when you see this kind of... Um, when you see this kind of animation in that uh, that high of uh, visual, uh, a uh, like a streaming quality, it's um, it just looks killer. I love it. Um, I've also been continuing on with my Clone Wars uh, chronological rewatch. I've been watching the Onderon arc. I was looking forward to it um, because of. You know, that's where you first meet Saw Guerrera, so it's kind of cool to... You know, because I haven't seen these episodes since they first aired, and, you know, now when I think of Saw Gerrera, I of course, think of the Rogue One character. Um, but cool to go see where, you know, the OG Saw, basically, where he came from. Um, he's kind of a dickhead. <laughs> he's, he's kind of a pain in the ass. To be honest, this... This whole arc has been a bit, um, a bit of a slog to get through. I gotta say, this is what this is what I mean. Like, people act like Dave Filoni can do no wrong, and the clone was the best thing ever, and blah 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 blah. It's it's very good, but it's I don't know. I think it's it is up and down, and especially like I mean, naturally as I've said, I don't like. I don't like battle uh, battle droids. I don't like super battle droids. So there's plenty of those in these episodes. So it just... When I see those, it just makes me go like, nah, not my Star Wars. But um, still enjoying those. Uh, another fun thing uh, this week. So some time ago, I ordered um, a couple of things from eBay from China. Both of them are bootlegs, actually. Um... And one of them arrived this week, uh, and it is a basically like a, a six-inch scale Vader uh, with a removable helmet, so you get to see the kind of like the uh, the white hairless Anakin Skywalker head underneath. Um, I, I, I basically I I wanted a Vader because um, I have also ordered a it's a bootleg copy of this SH figure arts uh, Return of the Jedi Luke. You know it has like. Um, replaceable head and whatever for different looks and I just thought um, it would be cool to have like a Vader in the same scale just to have you know you could kind of arrange them together in a nice way and um, now the you know of course one of the one of the attractive things about it was the price um, it was like including postage probably about 150 crowns or something which is like 17 bucks or something so you're just like i mean it's cheap for a you know black series scale figure delivered you know now i rather stupidly totally forgot about um the way things are here in sweden i mean i guess they're like this in a few countries it's not just here but um when stuff comes in from other countries unless it's um you know labeled as a gift i suppose uh you have to pay import tax on on things and uh, i kind of forgot about that so if you factor in the import tax cheap stuff like that suddenly doesn't seem so cheap and um, i was kind of kicking myself to be honest and um thinking like oh come on tom like You could you could have probably got like a like a decent like a nice black series six inch black series Vader for that price you know after you factor in the um, the uh, import tax but anyway I, I was like all right so it's just shipped like you know it's not even like in a box or anything it's just shipped loose basically cracked it open and I was like oh boy I think I've <laughs> I think I've <laughs> made a mistake here because. Um, so, as I said, like the the kind of... The main... Like the helmet and the mask come off. They're uh, one piece, basically. Um, and it just... Like the body and everything looked pretty good. But the mask looked pretty crappy, actually. Um, it was just... Something about it didn't look sharp. And also, I, I c- kind of noticed that... Um, so, I guess in the manufacturing process, like the... the um, the helmet part and the face mask part are two separate parts that are then glued together, I suppose, and whoever did it didn't exactly glue them on straight or didn't glue them glue them together straight, I should say, and so <laughs> so I was like, "Ah, Tom, I think you've learned a lesson here now, Having said that, I was like, all right, I' still i gotta work see if I can work out a way to make this um make this usable or you know." Find a way to put this somewhere so it doesn't suck completely. And um, I have this uh, like large kind of um, candle holder, which is it's a, like a kind of almost like an enclosure that you put the candle inside. It has like the glass panels, um, and uh, I tried plonking the Vader figure on top of that with the helmet off and placed at the figure's feet and guess what it looks amazing <laughs> like um i you know when i bought it i wasn't planning on uh, having it with the with the helmet off really um but um it actually like it uh, it poses really nicely and very important thing with uh, with vader is that the the cape has uh, gives the correct um silhouette and uh, the way he looks standing on top of this candle holder helmet at his feet he's got his lightsaber which of course arrived bent so a trick for you you folks at home if you get uh, guns and lightsabers and stuff that are a bit bent chuck them in boiling water pull them out straighten them up let them dry uh, and cool off and dry not dry but let them cool off uh in the position you want them to and then they sh- they probably look pretty good at that point so um yeah there's the the shape of the cape is actually really nicely done and his face looks cool doesn't look like Hayden Christensen's Christensen so I'm happy about that um the body sculpt and everything is nice and um It does exactly what something like this should do, which is every time I walk in the room and see it, I go like, oh, yeah. Um, One of his hands is um, shaped in this almost this kind of um, join me position. You know, like um, he sometimes does the fist in that scene, but he sometimes does the open hand join me shape. So one of the hands is kind of in that shape. So I've got the saber in one hand, the join me in the other, and the helmet off and uh, it's awesome like I have a three and three quarter inch figure Vader figure from the um, the vintage collection great I've got a uh, like 45 centimeter tall just one of those like totally you know like no points of articulation kind of style ones that so actually my friend Lala gave that to me They, they didn't even have a cape or anything I made a cape out of an old pant jeans, like a pair of jeans a jeans leg you know um so i have vader you know vader with the helmet on stuff in the house so it's actually really nice to have this one with the helmet off and it's um because i'm kind of slowly working on my own version of the uh you know the the rise and fall of anakin skywalker it kind of is cool to have the figure in in that kind of configuration, in order to um, uh, yeah, give put me in touch a bit with that kind of like the tragic Vader. Um. So that's that that went from um, potentially uh, terrible to actually something that I get a total kick out of every time I see. So that uh, turned out pretty good. Now the uh, other thing that I've been really enjoying this week is um, get checking out the extras for the Star Wars films on Disney Plus. Um, have you checked them out? It's good stuff. Um, I think there are there's a bunch of deleted scenes. There's a bunch of behind the scenes stuff. A lot of the stuff that you would have got on DVDs and Blu-rays over the years is included. Not everything, but a lot of a lot of stuff. Um, and uh, I have to say, like, um, I'm having an awesome time with it. Uh, I watched some of the behind-the-scenes stuff for uh, what was it? It was mostly for A New Hope. Um they just had a lot of cool stuff about the model making department uh and they just had nice like um kind of shots of the the studio models uh which is really cool there was one thing where it's uh they take you through the archives a bit which is yeah man come on i think it's um a building at Skywalker Ranch probably yeah, just where they keep a lot of the props, uh, costumes, shooting models, etc. from from the films. Pfft, man, that is like pretty mouth watering stuff. I got to say. Um, but yeah, I've also really been enjoying the deleted scenes. Um, now let's see. I guess it started. Okay, I was listening to. Um, Steel Wars, and it was Steel talking with Robo. Was it with Robo? Yeah, I believe so. And they were talking about a particular deleted scene from The Last Jedi, and um, it just kind of made me think, man, it's been it's been a while since I watched those, and um, you know when you watch the deleted scenes for stuff from the first three trilogies, for the most part, they are very unfinished. But a lot of these deleted scenes um, from the sequel trilogy are very like pretty finished up looking. Like some of them have, um, you know, like a previs level CG, which uh, you know doesn't look the greatest. But some of the shots are like pretty much finished finished shots, and um, it just made me think like, man, I gotta, I gotta i gotta watch that stuff again so i watched a bunch of uh, last jedi uh, deleted scenes there are some bangers in there actually um just that i've been watching looking through um the new hope uh deleted scenes um there's some really fun stuff there so i just thought um over the next you know a few episodes or whatever that uh, we would jump in and um Obviously, you should really watch them for yourselves for maximum impact. Um, but I just thought I would play the audio for some and then talk about uh, those scenes. Um, now, I it was hard to decide should I start with the original trilogy, but um, again, I'm I, I'm having that experience where um, the original trilogy will always be the core of my love for Star Wars and. Um, you know my favorite star wars but um the fact that i love I really love the new films make them a little bit more exciting to talk about right now because they're still a bit fresh um so i'm going to i'm going to go through those those films in order um rise of skywalker i don't know that there there are any deleted scenes available and i don't know if there ever will be why is that um i wonder if it's you know of course that's the that's the film of that trilogy that has had the most criticism across the board like last jedi had very strong criticism but only from certain parts of the fan base it was loved by the other half you know and by critics but the rise of skywalker was not liked by critics very much and not uh, liked by a lot of fans as well um I love it, as you will know if you've listened to the podcast before, um, and uh, it—the messiness of uh, of the production there might be revealed a bit if you start showing, you know, what other scenes were shot, because they were still del- deciding major plot points as they were shooting the film. Um, So let's see what happens But uh, I thought that uh, we could start off By checking out some uh, deleted scenes from The Force Awakens Not all of them Because uh, some of them are just um, very quick Or don't, you know It's mainly visual, for example But some of them have some pretty nice chunks of dialogue So let's take a listen To some deleted scenes from The Force Awakens (laughs) All right, the first thing that we're going to take a look at is um, this is a scene where um, there's a resistance communications guy, or whatever, and he gets uh, the message about what happened to the the village on Jakku and has a bit of information about Poe and BB-8, and he takes that to General Leia. Uh, It's cool. It's a nice little uh it's a nice little scene. Here we go. Sorry. Anywhere from Poe? No. Uh, General. The Jakku village is wiped out. I'm sorry, Your Highness. There was no sign of the map anywhere. If they get to Luke first, we ever got a chance. What about Poe? They found his X-Wing destroyed. Blaster marks indicate it was the First Order. There's no mention of BB 8. He wasn't recovered. Never underestimate a droid. No, General, should we contact the Republic? We have to be smarter than that. Find BB 8 immediately. Our future may depend on it. Yes, of course, General. Oh my. This is a catastrophe. Indeed, Mr. C3PO. Ah, uh, great. Like, um, it's a nice little scene. Um,. It's always good to see Leia, and uh, you may recognize that that, uh, piece of dialogue. Never never underestimate a droid. That was, of course, repurposed for The Rise of Skywalker. Um, I want to jump into another one that's kind of uh, related to this. Now, I think, like, I loved The Force Awakens from the first time I saw it. But one thing that I thought was a bit kind of confusing... Or unclear about it was about uh, you know like what was the what was the overall situation in the galaxy like uh, I, it didn't make sense to me like it's, so the good guys won after in Return of the Jedi so that means that they um, that they you know they established the New Republic right so and, and you know Leia should be at the center of that so and then you but then you see that it's like well they. Okay, they're the resistance. They're not the republic. And so, what's going on then? Like, who's who's? Eh, what? It, so that seemed a bit unclear to me. Um, now, once you read like maybe some of the books or whatever, or read some interviews with uh, people involved with the film, you realize that um, that Leia was a prominent member of uh, you know of the Senate or whatever. She was a big giver. Uh, a, uh, a big player in the New Republic until um, it came out that she was, in fact, the daughter of Darth Vader. And that kind of ruined her career. Um, and uh, at that point, I guess she's... I think that that was a problem. And then, like, she was um, also trying to draw attention to the danger of the first order and a lot of um a lot of people were calling her chicken little basically and saying like uh you know the sky's not falling this is just a bunch of like uh random extremists leftovers of the from the empire nothing to really worry about and um I think that's why, you know, you get that shot in The Force Awakens when when Poe is captured and they take him aboard the Star Destroyer and he looks around like, what the hell? Because, like, it's this huge ship, huge hangar and, like, really well-equipped. Everything looks very, very professional. And I think he's, um, even he who's, like, you know, a member of the Resistance and is fighting the First Order, that um, he's surprised at, uh, you know, the the kind of... um, the, the level that the First Order has has gotten to. Um, yeah, so I did find that confusing. But it's it's kind of cool. You know, you've got, uh, you've got the Republic. They feel like, you know, the Empire is gone. Everything's fine. But you've got the, the remnants of the Empire slowly building uh, off in the outer rim or whatever. And um, Leia has started the resistance in order to... Uh, to attack that threat and it's they're the only ones who take them seriously as a threat um and so in that part you know they they said like should we contact the the republic and she says we've got to be smarter than that so i guess uh, she's yeah basically feeling like we're not going to get any help they don't take this seriously we've got to do it on on, on our own so the next uh behind the scenes one I want to play is another one with Leia actually she's talking to the character that you do actually see in the film um when uh, the first order blows up uh hosnian prime you see that shot of a bunch of people kind of on a balcony and they they look to the heavens as this uh bolt of uh, la- this laser bolt or whatever comes uh, towards them and you see this one woman looking very shocked Um, anyway, this is a conversation with her and it's Leia sending him, sending her on this mission to, uh, go and try to convince the Republic that the First Order is a real danger. Um, now I wish you could see the scene because she, um, she gives a really nice performance. She's got a really, like, there's a warm moment where she gives Leia a big smile and then there's, um, a very Leia line at the end. So let's take a listen i need you to go see the senate right away tell them i insist the republic take action against the first order The respect will the republic listen not all the senators think i'm insane or maybe they do i don't care classic classic princess leia love it yeah really i, I like that i um I, I, it's a bit annoying when you see online, you know, when they show kind of talk about d- deleted scenes and people are like, "Why didn't they put that in there? It's super good!" But um, a film is like a song; like it has to, it has to have the right tempo. Um, it has to flow, and uh, it has to keep you locked in. It has to keep your attention, and um, I think it's quite difficult to get a sense of how how that works when you're just kind of watching a deleted scene uh, isolated, you know, it's um, I don't think there's that many deleted scenes where I've gone like, Oh man, I can't believe why did they cut that out? You know? Cause um, I think uh, rhythm and tempo and timing is so uh, you know, it's, such a hard thing to define, and I'm sure the editors are really um, taking all of that into account when they cut stuff. Um, So, uh, you know, I'm not saying why didn't they keep this in, but uh, it's a nice, it's a really nice moment. Uh, Carrie's amazing in that, Um, and it would have been nice to have a little bit more context for, you know, what the galactic situation is. All right. Um, (laughs) there, I mean, there are a couple, a couple more really good ones from The Force Awakens. One of them is, um, uh, Kylo Ren finding the crashed Falcon on Starkiller Base. And, uh, he goes in there with a bunch of snow snow troopers and he's, uh, you see him in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon and you see him kind of sensing, Han Solo, it's um, very style. It looks killer. There's, it looks great when the when um, you see um, you see him come out again. It's just really cool. I'm not going to play that one because it's mostly visual. There's not much dialogue. Um, and there's another fun one where Ankar Plut catches up with uh, with Ray. Uh, at Maz's castle and demands uh, the falcon back and he's getting a bit grabby and um, Chewie jumps in and pulls his arms off <laughs> Wookies well, known to do that you know pretty fun but um, there is one more that I want to play and it is so if you imagine it's after Ray you know I guess she has found the saber and had the vision and run away perhaps um, Han and Finn and Maz went down to look for her or something because they're kind of down in that underground area and the uh, the, the first ator- the first order attack has started and they're basically heading up again to uh, go see what's going on but the the, the attack is underway and um, they are confronted with a squad of uh, First Order troopers. And it's <laughs> just got some... like Man, like Harrison Ford is Harrison Ford for a reason. You got to hear how he delivers this stuff. It's super good. All right. So we're going to take a look, take a listen to this uh, deleted scene with Han Solo, Finn, Maz, Chewie and a squad of stormtroopers. Is there another way out of here? No, it's not. What are you doing? Put your weapons down! We're taking you into custody by order of Supreme Leader Snoke. Snoke, uh, do you know a smoke? Snoke, Supreme Leader Snoke. What makes him supreme? Put what? your weapons down! What did he do? Is this something he did? This is, is this about the stormtrooper boots? What? That's how you knew. Weapons down! Here, that's my gun. Give him my gun. My, gun. my gun. Down. And the other one, the hairy one. Smart. Don't Real call him smart. Man. Solo. Put, Put it down. And your blaster. What is wrong with you? My blaster? Give him the blaster. Um, it's broken. Come on, that is good stuff. <laughs> the hairy, the hairy one. Don't call him that. I love that. Um, I just think, again, it's like. You cannot underestimate the effect that having this sense of humor back in Star Wars has had. Love 'em, great stuff, great stuff. So yeah, I would say um, if you have the DVD, the Blu-rays at home, if you have Disney Plus, yeah, get back into those deleted scenes and the behind the behind the scenes stuff. It's so worth it. All right, everybody, let's do this. This is. Uh, I'm going to grab that book. It's time for uh, some Guess That Star Wars sound. Here we go. So uh, I got the book. Uh, I've picked number 11 since this one goes to 11. Let's see what it is. See if I can guess what the sound is. That's, that sounded disgusting. You know what that might be? That uh, might be Captain Antilles and his uh, unfortunate encounter with Darth Vader. Let's take a look. It's I get a bit of a hint because like it's going it goes through the films kind of in uh, chronological order. So uh, uh, number 11 is pretty um, early on in there. And um, ooh, we get to study a bit of Swedish at the same time. Listen this is Halsen Krossas. Yeah. So yes, that was uh, the unfortunate Captain Antilles. All right, I'm gonna crank this. I'm gonna crank the number up pretty high. We might end up in the prequel era, which will be uh, much higher difficulty level. Here we go, let's try This is number 127. I haven't got a clue. I mean there were blaster sounds and there was a creature sound there. Let's give it a give it let's play it one more time. Whoa, that stumped me. I mean blaster sounds and creature sound fair enough, but don't really hang on. Let's take a look. Ah I just saw a picture that gave me a hint. I reckon it's the battle around Jabba's, what call it, uh, the skiff battle. So I don't know. Yeah, I was totally wrong. You know what it is? It's Slave One flying away uh, towards the end of uh, The Empire Strikes Back. So that must have been um, yeah, Leia and Lando and Chewie shooting at Slave One as it was taking off. Listen to this one more time. cool man that's nice ah having um having uh Boba Fett and Slave 1 back has really been cool man I can't wait for the book of Boba Fett all right good stuff here we go let's jump back into our scene by scene commentary on Solo Star Wars Story let's see where we are up to resume yes please All right, Um. Hmm, yes! Ah, they are good, I'm excited. I'm turning the volume up, because I want you to to share it with me a bit. So they go to this uh, gambling den. I love the visuals of this entire sequence. Look at this. Kira just mentioned lando's dick by the way in case you missed that man look at it like the production design is top class like all these outfits are killer the the creatures look at lando therm scissor punch is incredible now Hard to pick favorite creatures in this whole sequence, but Therm Scissor Punch is a big one. Um, that guy with the kind of like fishbowl kind of faceplate thing. Pfft, love him. Uh, who else is good? Oh, I mean, six eyes guy. And that like big hulking one eye guy. That's great. One guy's got too many eyes. One guy's got not. Hasn't got enough, but uh, that six-eyed creature is bonkers. And can I say, Lando looks amazing. That yellow, black, and yellow outfit. I have this the uh, black series figure as well because I just gotta ha- gotta have it. Look at this guy. Looks a bit like Embo. I love him. Chewy looking perfect. Okay, this is. It's maybe Blasphemy. I kind of prefer Donald Glover's Lando to Billy Dee's. I'm sorry. I just think he's a cooler guy. Like, I feel like the, he kind of like pushes the dickish angle a little harder. And I uh, I kind of like that. It feels like a very like a defined edge on the character. Um really? Yeah. What are you flying? TCX one hundred. Now he they mentioned that was a TCX one hundred or something. It's actually the ship that the ghost is from Rebels. Oh, yeah, okay. Inside reference, I guess the fans like it. Like that kind of stuff, you know. Um apparently Sabak is a game that, you know, it actually functions. You can play it if you want. I gotta say, like I was genuine. You know, I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you have seen the film. I, I really hate that that Han lost <laughs> in this sequence, and it's such a it's such a good setup. You feel like, you know, they're putting their um, they're putting their ships on the line. This must be how Han wins the fight. Fa- oh, I love this. Six Eyes is like cheating by having one eye look at it, at Han's cards. Fantastic. But um yeah, like Oh, there's Warwick Davis as um Oh my god, what's the character's name? Sorry, minus two. Wallet or something. Oh, that's great. This bit where it's got like this guy looks his, his kind of face looks like like a skinny alligator face and he's so annoyed that he chews through his fingernails and it's just it's fingernail clip. There you get you get your first look at Space Cat. The, the the one with the white furriness and the four ears basically. Seriously. I'm not a like I'm not a card game guy. I've never really liked it. When people try to play like these kind of games, like I I just with me I, I just I'm always useless. Um so I shouldn't find it really that fascinating to watch these dudes play space cards with each other. But uh, it's a really well done sequence. Han's being cocky and lo- but likeable, you know. And I remember watching it, I was like, Han's going to pull this off, mate. He can't lose. But uh, the filmmakers do the good swerve on him and whoops-a-daisies. Lando is cheating. So, um, yeah, you're good, you're very good, but not good enough. Hmm, Fools of Buck. Fools of Buck, my ass, Lando Calrisian. Mm. Like I said, generally annoyed for Han's sake. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, this is called cool. the the droid uh, the droid fight club l3 not love not into it at all <laughs> <laughs> you where's my vc that's it that's what it's called a vcx it's kind of weird that like Han essentially lost a very expensive ship to this guy and he never really asked him to pay up what are you doing with Harry and the boy another reference to to Chewy as being the, the hairy one great seriously I could just look at this film all day they look amazing Kira's Fur jacket, fantastic. What is Warwick uh, Davis's character's name in this movie? It's the same character he played in episode one. Don't know, anyway. Tobias Beckett makes his presence felt. Listen to this. Ooh. So, Beckett actually uh, killed Aurra Sing, apparently. Um, I wonder... So, Woody Harrelson is doing that, like... That kind of, like, actor thing of, like... I'm always eating something. That's my character. But, you know, like, Brad Pitt already did that in the Oceans, whatever, movies. I would feel like if I was an actor... Uh, I just wouldn't be able to do the I'm always eating stuff thing as an actor. It just feels like it's been done. But Woody Harrelson does it awesomely. <laughs> I love this. I mean, we'll maybe we'll get into this more later. But the fact that like kind of right wingers were like, it's an allegory for for feminism. The fact that she's fighting for droid rights. This character sucks. Don't force feminism on us or whatever. I was just like, ugh. A, like, if something is just asking that women get treated with an equal amount of, you know, respect (laughs) and you're against it, then you might want to have a look at yourself there. But um, you can take it that way if you like. But I mean, this thing of like, you know, we don't serve their kind in here is set up in episode four. It's like, it's been there. It's been part of Star Wars since the beginning, so you can take it on absolute face value that she's just fighting for droid rights. Hmm. I've never seen Phoebe Waller-Bridge in anything else, actually. I've never seen Fleabag. I should get on that. I suppose uh, people say it's amazing. <laughs> but I mean, L three as a as an effect is incredible. The fact they suited her up. You know, and then, you know, in a basically a green jumpsuit with L3's bits stuck on her, and then uh, digitally removed, uh, you know, the parts that weren't droid and replaced those parts with um, other things. I mean, this, it looks absolutely perfect. You know, when you look at um, older CG stuff like the prequels, anything that's CG has this fuzziness to it. It's just not... You don't feel like you could reach out and touch it. But for example, like L3, you just had like a close-up of her uh, mechanical bits getting lit by this like flashing thing as she's cutting through that gate. And it just, it looks so like... Here we go. Listen to this. Here we have Han and Chewie seeing the Falcon for the first time. (laughs) <laughs> a wet bar it's so weird to me this phrase wet bar what the hell is a wet bar what a dry bar is just like non-alcoholic but that's not a bar it's just a fridge with f- drinks in it yeah anyway i like how this uh, this has kind of gone into pop culture a little bit, this line, this line here. I don't like it. I don't agree with it. But I accept it. Mm-hmm. We're getting the hang of this land up. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. All right. We're going to leave it there. Oh, but it's tempting to keep going because we get a bit of uh, my favorite emphasis. Nest only a quick shot, but a good one. All right, everybody, it's been fun. Um, yeah, next episode, we'll get back to more Solo, of course, and we'll take a look at some more deleted scenes from uh, the extras on Disney+. Plus. Um, speaking of Disney+, Plus, they have just added their uh, star uh, section to the menu where it's... Um, it, you know, like, basically everything on Disney Plus to this point has been kind of um, kid-friendly. And um, so now they're adding another um, section where it's uh, stuff for all, you know, adults as well. Um, so they've got, you know, Deadpool films and uh, Kingsman films, Die Hard. Uh, they got uh, some series like Lost and stuff on there. Um, the price has gone up now because of that. Um, I've been feeling pretty clever that I just paid for the whole year in advance. It only cost me like 550 something crowns or something. It's like 60 bucks American, uh, for the whole year. So, uh, I'm, I'm glad I did that, uh, saved myself a couple of bucks. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, um, I think, you know, Disney Plus is definitely on track to doing what it set out to do, which is um, to be able to compete with Netflix and Amazon Prime and all that. Uh, All right. Everybody, thanks for listening. This has been Star Wars... Oh, man. I always screw up the end. My name is Tom Sutton. This is Star Wars for everyone. Especially me.